Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Pick of the week for you here. Uh, we're going into the lacrosse. Mammoth are in their finals. They play against the Buffalo Bandits on June 11th. They are slight dogs at plus 110. So if you just take the mammoth straight up, you can get some good money there on DraftKings. That's my pick of the week, at least. I'm going with that. Uh, I don't know anything about lacrosse, to be honest with you. Like, I know how the sport functions, but I've, ne- I've never really followed it that closely. So I worked in high school at a hockey and lacrosse shop that, like, over my time there, like 18 months. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it became like a just just lacrosse so i like learned a weird amount about like the like small minutia of lacrosse and like the actual like gear and what differences yeah. does that and the other thing make yeah, yeah yeah and and the only like real thing i know about the game is dude brutal their padding is nowhere oh, yeah. near sufficient enough for how hard they slash each- and there's a slashing penalty in lacrosse <laughs> that's the craziest thing to me like see like oh no that's a slash it's like uh, <laughs> that looked identical to the 50 other slashes with, he with got. With those pads, they're all slashes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and dude, like the forwards, like intentionally try to get like, yeah, the league says I have to have elbow pads. What's the smallest yeah. invasive thing you have? It's like, well, my it, guy. Like, <laughs> some, of, some of those defenders, their sticks are like seven feet long, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slashing from 30 feet away. <laughs> They got the Zidane Chara reach, yeah, just like all day. Yeah, it's crazy. Brutal all right, sport. <laughs> go over to DraftKings Sportsbook, place your bets there if you want to follow us on our pick of the week. But you can also bet on anything. You bet five dollars on the NBA Finals with a new account when you sign up with code DNVR, and you get a hundred and fifty dollars in free bets to bet on whatever you want. So jump over there, go to drafttokings.com slash sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's jump into today's show. We will get into the Eastern Conference Finals, but first of all, the man traveling the world is back on the podcast, Jesse Montano back with us i'm sure you have a lot to say about the abs and and everything that went down in edmonton yeah no after uh getting some sleep yesterday 6 a.m flight out of edmonton yesterday uh it was brutal uh waited around at the airport for availability so after getting some rest you are right i've got all kinds to say uh first and foremost man it's it's just like last week it's good to be back on here with you i i uh, i genuinely do miss talking uh with you and AJ every day about all this stuff. So no, it's good. It's good to be back and uh, uh, looking forward to uh, having some time off here where, where uh, things should be semi-normal for us for a week and a half or so. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Semi-normal. But no man, like, look, I, I, I don't want to rehash too much of this. You know, you guys have had post game pod and day after pod. So uh, not, not to retread too much, but what a series. Um, you know, I, when I got to Edmonton, uh, you know, you kind of start getting a feel for the city and, and first of all, the area right around the arena, really cool. Um, you know, we were talking a bunch of the guys that were out there, you know, media guys and Denver is 
a hockey town right now. Like you can start to see the buzz. Um, you know, they're, they're into this run. Uh, it's, it's really cool to see everybody, you know, my, my, I get on Instagram after a game. It seems like the first 20 stories I click on or something about the abs, people that aren't normally into it. Uh, but like, you know, Edmonton, the Oilers are the Broncos of Edmonton. You know what I mean? Where year round 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, it's all about the Oilers. So, you know, there was a real buzz and, you know, just cool to be immersed in that environment. Every bar you go into is, you know, has sports net on uh, round the clock, but I started to just get a feel for the games, right? Um, you know, this Rudo, we talk about it all the time. It's like hockey has a feel to it. Yep. You can tell when things are trending a certain way within a game, uh, within a series leading up to a game. And I said, all right, the Avs need to split and you're coming, you know, to go back home with, with a chance to close it out. But I started getting the vibe. I said, if they get game three, this is done. It's done in four because everybody, bro, I'm going through the airport in Edmonton. <clears throat> Go up to the customs agent. He goes, oh, what are you here for? And I said, uh, I'm, I'm actually in town for work. He said, what are you doing for work? I said, I'm here covering the uh, Avalanche and Oilers series. He goes, oh. And, you know, he sees on there I'm from Denver. And he goes, well, just so you know, now that you're in Edmonton, it's the Oilers and Avs series. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And, uh. I was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the arena. I've heard it's beautiful. It's like, I'm telling you, man, it's going to be loud. You haven't, you haven't seen or heard anything like what you're <laughs> going to get up here. And it was at that point I realized the Edmonton Oilers game plan was to let the crowd win the game for them. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, these guys are toast, man. Like if you're actually like in the, in the locker room, like on the whiteboard, like the crowd feed off of it. Like it, you're, you're in trouble. It, like even in after game two in Woodcroft's uh, post game presser, it was like, boy, I can't wait to get back to friendly confines. And it's like, all right, look, yeah. home advantage is a, is a thing, but you guys are really leading into this. Dude, and Edmonton's morning skate before game three. I think they brought four guys out and Jay Woodcroft, all five of them answered multiple questions about, <laughs> the crowd. And I think, I think Connor McDavid used the word comfortable four times. Oh, we're really comfortable here. We're comfortable in front of our home crowd. It's a building we're comfortable in. We're comfortable with the way we play here. And it's like, I just said the abs are six and all on the road. The fact that the Edmonton Oilers are banking so heavily on the home crowd and the home atmosphere, like the abs have shown throughout this postseason, they are not intimidated by a rowdy, you know, road, Anything road going building. on there. They went through Nashville. Like they, they went through Nashville and, and, you know, gave them nothing. They went into St. Louis three times. I don't know if, if we talked about that or if that was talked about enough, forget that the abs won in St. Louis three times. The blues lost at home three times in a playoff series. Every home game that that the blues got in the second round, they lost. The abs are not intimidated by hostile crowds, loud buildings. If that is your course of action to beat them, you are in some trouble. And I just said, if the abs can come out and neutralize this crowd um, in, in the first game, what else do you fall back on? Because it was obvious that that's, and I'm, you know, I'm half being kind of funny here, but like it's obvious that that's what the Oilers were, were really banking on giving them a boost to, to get back into the series. And, and if that's your game plan, you're in trouble. And then they come out in game three, the Oilers, 
They get the goal from from the guy. They get the goal from the guy. Yep. And I just don't know if it's been talked about enough how how much Evander Kane they were. I think they were going to lose that series either way. But Evander Kane put the stamp on "We're done in four. <laughs> you had you had the crowd. That's what you talked about for forty eight hours. Was the crowd? You had them going. You had McDavid finally breaking loose of, of Kale McCarr after being shut down in game two. And Evander Kane goes and takes a five-minute penalty where the abs didn't score, but they had the puck on their stick for the full five minutes. It just totally neutralized the crowd. And then the abs get the goal late. And it was just, it was this nervous energy in the building for two games. And then Evander Kane is out for game four. The only bit of depth they really had um, Evander Kane had a massive impact on this series and all of it benefited the abs. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with, with that take. And it is, you know, look, I get it. The only major sports team in Edmonton is the Oilers, right? And, and we've talked about this with that team for years, actually, in, in hockey circles is like, there's actually more pressure on them because of that a lot of the time compared to yep. a, a city like the abs where, you know, if the abs are on a on a skid, well, people are talking about the Broncos. People are talking about the Nuggets. There's other things right. going on there. The pressure isn't quite as boilermaker, I guess. Yeah, well, and so, dude, that's a, I love that you brought it up because that was another thing that I thought was interesting. Um, a lot of them talked at that morning skate again. Jay Woodcroft, uh, I think Nugent Hopkins said something. McDavid said something. Uh, Kane said something about there's no pressure on us. All the pressure's on them. And I was sitting there and I was like, is there no pressure on you? you? You don't feel an ounce of pressure to avoid being swept in the Western Conference final on home ice in Edmonton. You well, feel no pressure to avoid that. And at that point, they're the last team alive from Canada, too. So, <laughs> right, right. Look, dude, like there's a lot of uh, a lot of media personalities in Canada that I really like that. I take in a lot of their content. Um, you know, there was a. a guys from TSN and Sportsnet in Edmonton that, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to chat with. And well, you know, all those guys are national guys. They don't really have a rooting interest. You could just hear it underlying in everything that was being talked about that, you know, they're all rooting for the last Canadian team, which that's totally fine. Like yeah. I don't have a problem with that, but, but again, the, the, it's mostly just the, them saying, uh, um, we feel no pressure. There's zero pressure on us. It's like bullshit. Yeah, and, I, there's a lot of pressure for sure. Right. I don't, I don't agree with the the no pressure take. Yeah, and then and then you know Jared Bednar uh, hit the nail on the head. I thought after the game was he said we knew once we were going into that third period that there was a lot of pressure on the other side. You have the lead at home to avoid being swept. You have a multi goal lead, and he said we we talked about that like hey we're just gonna go out and play the style we want to play. And we're not going to worry about it because we're already down two. And let's see if we can go plant that seed of doubt. And I saw that Devon Taves puck hit the back of the net. And I was like, this game's done. They're going to win. <laughs> it's done. Uh, and obviously it took a little bit to get there, but um, wow, man. Like I said, uh, what a series. Uh, give the Oilers credit. Give Leon Dreisaitl a ton of credit. Oh, yeah. I mean, what a man. What a what a performance from him, dude. And, and I mean, like, you know, I asked Jared Bednar about it yesterday and, you know, he, he talked about like, look, that shows 
what this means to these guys. Yep. Uh, and, and I wrote about it a little bit that like, you know, people like me, you know, we can't wrap our heads around the, the level of dedication and sacrifice that these guys make to get to that point. And when you get to that point, what you're willing to put yourself through to accomplish, um, you know, your, your goal. And, and I thought dry kind of embodied that and, uh, really impressive, but, but like, look, man, you give them credit for getting there and all that, but this series was never close. Um, and, and the abs really put an exclamation point on, um, they were the better team, like by a lot, by a lot, a lot. Jay Woodcroft tried to, you know, do the, we had, a, we had some one goal games here and it's like, mm, you had one sure you get some empty netters, but like the Oilers were thoroughly outplayed. Um, and, and, uh, Jared Bednar made me laugh. I, and, and if you were to ask him, I, he would say, no, he didn't mean it that way. But like, he, he made a comment after and he goes, uh, yeah, you know, that's a great young, exciting team. They remind me of us from two, three years ago. And it was just like this little comment that again, I, I don't think if you ask him like, oh, I, I wasn't trying to call anyone out, but like give that dude some truth serum. And you know, it was a little bit like, yeah, don't tell me that those guys are in the same stratosphere as us. Like <laughs> they're a good, fun, exciting team, but they we've put in the work for four or five years. We've made the moves. We've got, you know, we've got the buy-in we've gone through the heartbreak. Don't even, don't even tell me those guys are close to where we're at. And, and I, I thought it showed um, yeah, the Oilers weren't, they weren't look, close to the abs. Three out of those four games were competitive, right? But the abs won all of them. Right. Right. <laughs> you, right. You, there are fluky things that happen in hockey. You don't fluke your way into a sweep. 100%. A sweep with Pavel Fransos, no Sam Girard, no Nazem Kadri for two of the four. Yep. Um, the depth, the process, the buy into the system, everyone knows their role. Uh, I mean, just look, dude. I mean, I mean, they, they had, they had the opportunity in this game and, and this is something Kale McCarr touched on, uh, yesterday at, at the airport at, at availability. They had the opportunity in this series and in the Nashville series to say, you know what guys, we just don't have it tonight. They, you know, they, they've got the, and, and the abs got some bounces in game four too, but you know, the, Zach Hyman knuckleball. Uh, you, you know, there's just a couple of things where it's like, oh man, you know, Alex Newhook throws that puck out of the out of the uh, arena in yep. the dying minutes of, of uh, the second period. The abs could have very easily been like, you know what, let's take this back home and, and close it out there. But they had the mental toughness to say, we are not letting these guys up off the mat for a second, and we're going to take care of business tonight and get home and get some time off. Landy was hurting in game four, uh, slow to get up a couple times, uh, needed the trainer to come out. Uh, Andrew Cogliano, uh, is walking around in a soft cast after blocking that puck off the hand. Yep. Um, you know, they, they are going to benefit from a little bit of time off here. And, and, you know, Kale pointed out that he thinks the COVID pauses over the last couple of years have kind of helped them get accustomed to some longer breaks. two weeks off at random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Suddenly you don't play for two weeks. Um, and then, you know, the other thing, last thing I'll touch on, and then uh, we, you know, we can start moving on. 
But we, the three of us talked about going into that series. You needed Miko Rantanen to have an impact. And we talked yeah. about Nikita Kucherov against the Florida Panthers, right? They barely get out of the series against Toronto. Kucherov comes to life against Florida and they sweep. While I still think Miko has a lot of room to be better, just based on the Miko that we've come to expect, a goal in all four games, the Avs win all four. I mean, it speaks is, for itself. Is Miko's ceiling higher? Yes. Did they get enough out of him? Also, yes. It, yep. It's kind of both situations there. The one other newsworthy conversation here is the Nazem Kadri situation. Yeah. Who it certainly sounds better than it did 48 hours ago. Yeah, no. So I, uh, I've reached out to a couple different people um, that I, I think would have a pretty good idea. And it sounds like the ads are optimistic. It sounds like they really do think, like you said, Rio, sounds a lot better than it did 48 hours ago that he's had the surgery and really they're, they're just trying to give him as much time to get healed up as possible. I don't know if he's good to go for game one. Uh, or, or, you know, maybe even not game two, but it sounds like they think he can get back into the finals. Um, and, and, uh, you know, ha- have an impact, make a difference. Um, it sounds like, again, from people that I've reached out to, um, with that game going to Tampa last night, it is more than likely, um, going to be the 18th now there's a concert at ball arena at like i think 8 p.m on the 18th so you're probably talking about a one o'clock start start, noon start maybe uh you know two or three eastern um but from what i've heard if the if if the abs get a, a june 18th start for the final that is what they are hoping for uh in terms of getting nas back um, or having a shot at getting Naz back. But yes, it, it sounds like after after the surgery, after he's had a couple of days to kind of be evaluated, they they feel like there's a chance that if he gets some good rest uh, over the next week and a half, two weeks, that that he could uh, he could be back. And and Kadri's the focus there, of course, but you already mentioned it. How healthy is Landy right now? How healthy is a Nick Albe Kubel? How healthy is a Burakovsky, a Cogliano? There's a bunch of dudes that a few extra days off could matter a lot too. Yep. So Berkey obviously played the last couple of games. Well, he was, <laughs> he was fine, right? He was yeah. fine. Uh, limping out of the airport yesterday. Uh, not, not as bad as going out to Edmonton. Um, <laughs> but like you said, like that dude looks like, like he should spend all day today with that ankle or that leg elevated, elevated yep. covered in ice and, and, and he'll be good. Like that's that I'm actually really glad you brought those two guys up. Those are two guys that are picture perfect examples of this time is going to benefit them. Dude. I mean, Gabe Landeskog isn't taking morning skater practices. I know you don't want too much time off. You want to stay in it. You want to stay involved. The abs have shown over the last couple of years that hasn't been an issue for him. And Gabe Landeskog, him and and the knee are going to benefit hugely from 10 days in between games. Like that's going to make a big difference. Darcy Kemper. Uh, Look, uh, Pavel Francouz, I, I, you use the term there for Miko. He was good enough. He gave you enough when you needed it. I didn't love his game four, but they won. He, he made, he made a save in the third period on Connor McDavid. That was a big stop. Um, you know, McDavid's got that sneaky little, 
uh, like kind of half shot change up that he throws along the ice that gets goalies all the time late in the game. When it's tied, Frankie makes the stop. He gave you just enough. Um, and, and, and all of those guys just give all of them a little bit of extra time here to get healed up. They, they essentially have two non-skating days. They're back at it tomorrow. Um, you know, and, and I know they'll be getting in good, hard, crisp practices, but, um, uh, uh, Gabe, Abe Kubel, Burakovsky, Kemper, uh, everybody, you know, yep. Kale, Every, everybody's got something. Everybody's got something. Uh, th- the time off should be good. Agreed. I'm with you on that one. Uh, we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. I don't know if it'll help you heal, but it might make the injuries hurt a little bit less. So uh, go over there. They are giving away tickets to all Avalanche home games in the Stanley Cup final. So at very least, games one and two will be tickets there. You can go over there and you can nominate a local hero, I believe it is, a star of the community. That's what it is. Uh, you can nominate someone you think deserves to be going to the Stanley Cup final. Highly recommend you nominate someone because, let's be honest, you don't get the opportunity to send someone to a Cup Finals game very often. Uh, it's it, Who knows the next opportunity you might get. So get over there to breckbrew.com. Do that. Of course, get yourself some beer. You can get yourself some dope Breckbrew merch. They got all sorts of awesome stuff. Highly recommend that you check those guys out. We're also brought to you by Avaca TV. Go over to evoca.tv slash dnvr. You can get all of your cup finals games, at least all the ones on ABC. I don't know. If, there might be some exclusive to ESPN+. Plus. It's a weird spot. I- I think it's all ABC. I think I, I think so too, but I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. Didn't want to lie to you. Uh, but <laughs> ABC is on Avaca TV. They've got the national channels for the future. They've got Altitude. They've got AT&T Sportsnet. So they've got you covered for all of your Colorado sports. Go over there. Just 15 bucks a month for the first three months with code DNVR, and 25 bucks a month after that. It hooks right up into your TV. Super easy to use. Super awesome. They also have a DNVR channel, which we're live on right now. So. If you're watching sports, you can just flip over to the DNVR channel and watch us. It's that easy. Uh, go check it out again, avaca.tv slash DNVR. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So we've talked about the ab side of things. Any yep. any other thoughts there, Jesse? Yes, just because I saw a couple things that came through, and I haven't had a chance to talk about a lot of just, this stuff look, on here. We got all day. We can talk all day if you want. So, um, so you know, some, I, I'm going to go ahead and – take over here just because it's instead of having to explain to Allie <laughs> which one yeah um you know this one this one just kind of triggered a thought for me you know we we say it all the time right your best players have to be your best players um I, I think I, I I think you're starting to see the look in Nate's eye you know yeah focus a little bit more but so look you go into that third period you're down two goes Gabe Landeskog Nathan McKinnon Miko Ranton and are your goal scorers. Kale McCarr has a five point night in that order. That's your best players being your best players at the biggest time. That was them taking every bit of criticism from the last five years of, Oh, where'd they go? Oh, they disappeared. Oh, they're and shoving it right back in everyone's face and saying, here we are in the Western conference final with a chance to close out down to, and the big guns took over and got him there. Kale McCarr, five points. 
then and then you know Arturi Lekkinen, you give up a first and easily your best prospect to get him. And Kale McCarr put it best after the game. You'd give up 10 first overalls for Arturi Lekkinen today. You yep. know what I mean? Like in, in this moment, farm. trade them all. Who cares? Martin Couch, Shane Bowers, uh, you know, t- take whatever defensemen are left. Sean Barons, take them all. The next three firsts for Arturi Lekkinen because he got you to the cup final on, on a great play that, boof, was that close, um, but a great play. Um, and then the only other thing that I, I just wanted to bring up was this right here. Rudo, do you think the West is set? And do you think it's Edmonton and Calgary in that list? Because I sure don't. I don't I don't even know that it's Vegas in that list, to be honest with you. Vegas is the only one that you kind of like give the benefit of the doubt to, but like I, I agree with you. I just dude look, seeing that Calgary team just fold, fold in the second round is like, yep, this is the same Calgary team that that the Avs got two, three years ago. I, sick regular season a bunch of great skills competition guys but they don't have it who knows who johnny gaudreau is there next year yeah and then this go ahead uh, that's what i was gonna say it was just free agency is what 35 days away and calgary <laughs> has a gigantic offseason ahead of them you have no idea what that team's gonna look like huge you know nikita zadorov i think kind of took a step back this year and is maybe showing more of a third pairing guy fringe. That's, I mean, the, I think he's okay as a third, but the, 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 just the mental mistakes are really starting to catch up with him in his, at this point in his career where he just, we all thought that those would iron out eventually in the they elite skating did. and yeah. size would take over. And it just, it just never has. And then look, dude, like credit to Edmonton. They got to the Western conference final, huge credit to them. That's not easy to do. But like watching them against a team like the Abs, which you know, a legit contender, and has spent several years going through the heartbreak and and tweaking and changing and finding you know fine tuning this. That Edmonton team, I think, is is a ways off, man. Yeah, I, I they're they have the top end, and everything yep. else is a work in progress. Everything it's a else, huge work in progress. I mean, when when they got, um, you know, when they got uh, some injury issues going there, Kyler Yamamoto, who did they plug the hole with? Zach Cassian. In your top six. In your top six, the the defense, uh, you know, is is a mess. Um, I, I know they're big on Evan Bouchard, but I mean, JT Confer straight clowned that dude, and then. <laughs> I think it was Bowen Byram in game four also brushed him off like yep. it was nothing. You've got, you've got two all world elite players, but I, I just, and, I don't know, man. And look, Darnell nurse when healthy is a solid piece for them defensively, but yeah. you look past Darnell nurse and you're looking at a young Evan Bouchard who, you're going to get some solid play out of, but you're not sure what the ceiling is. And then you have Duncan Keith at age 39. Dude. He looked. Whoa. Yeah, it was bad. That is a shell of the, you know, glory days, Duncan Keith. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, like, dude, I, we were laughing. Cause like, he's kind of got this like dirty, like edge to his game now. And I was like, that's all he's got. Yep. 
Some, gets someone away was complaining because he's a vet. Yeah. Right. Someone was complaining about him. I was like, dude, he has to he has to hook, hold, clutch, and grab. He can't move. And it, it just doesn't get better from there. You have Tyson Berry, who like is not providing quite the level of offense he ever did in Colorado. You have Cody CC playing on your second pairing. <laughs> we, I mean, we had those Oilers fans in our mentions here, and we were like, we were like Devon Taves, Kale McCarr, Josh Manson. They were like, the Oilers have Cody Cece. It's like <laughs> these things are not the same. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like now had we been like Jack Johnson, Ryan Murray, yeah, sure. and you threw out Cody Cece. It's like yeah, 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 totally. But like. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I just, you know, who knows what they're doing in net. A couple people have put in here, like, they've got some cap issues. Um, I I think there's a lot up for grabs in the West uh, that, that you yeah. know, over the next few years that, that they're going to leave open for teams like L.A., Anaheim, uh, you know, Arizona in a few years once some of these thousand first-round picks start. Yep. You know, hitting, hitting the league. I don't, I wouldn't put Calgary and Edmonton into that category quite yet in the Pacific, especially, you know, that crown is up for grabs and, and maybe Calgary and Edmonton make the right moves in the off season and ends up being them. But uh, right now you're not just handed them that thing. I'm I'm with you. So, um, cool. That's, that should be all of what I've got for, for right now. Cool. On, we can, on Avs, Avs Oilers. Good. We could just jump into the Eastern Conference Finals then, which is now a series 2-2 after Tampa wins both at home. Both teams protect home ice. I, I don't know how you feel about the Rangers, Jesse, but especially that game four, to me, started to feel like that team kind of hit a wall. Looked like they hit a wall a little bit, and it, it looked like Tampa kind of started – to crack the code there, right? Yeah. The the games in New York, I don't know if off guard is the way I want to put it, but they, it just looks like they they caught Tampa a little bit. Like, you know, the 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 offense, everything was kind of clicking. Uh, um, you know, Zabanajad score, you know, he's scoring I seemingly mean, every time he shot the puck. Tampa just looked out of sorts in game one for sure. Yeah. So. yeah part of the conversation but but it, but it it looks like they started to figure it out and i agree it, it looked it looked like two things happened last night and one was tampa figuring it out and one was the rangers starting to hit a wall and if you're new york and that trend continues you are in trouble yep um obviously andre vashilevsky and igor shesterkin with those two in net anything's possible for sure. anything's possible but um look man you you and i have been talking about it and we had to it took us a, a couple of rounds to convince aj but the maturity of this tampa team just goes so far in the playoffs yep um i think i think people can overblow it sometimes you know they go out and make these deadline ads for playoff experience. And I think that can be a little overblown. I think people overblow individuals, but when you talk about an entire team that has that level of experience, it's a little bit different. Well, I mean, you even, you look at the abs this year, like how many times have we seen a game, a play, a period where you say, Oh, they remember what happened. Fill in the blank last year, two years ago. 
I mean, Nathan McKinnon even talked about uh, the lessons that they learned in game five when they gave up the lead a couple nights yep. ago after, you know, Miko scores and then they let the Oilers tie it up. Nate talked about how they brought up game five against the blues in the locker room. Um, you know, like, Hey, we, we went through this. We're not going to go out there and feel sorry for ourselves. Like we did against St. Louis and lose this regroup. We just came all the way back. No pressure, go out there and win it. And you know, they're drawing on that experience. So I think, I think you nailed it on an individual level. Yeah. Yeah. We, duh, we went and traded for Duncan Keith to get the playoff <laughs> experience. Like no terrible decision. Our entire team has gone through several playoff runs and in yep. Tampa's case, one back-to-back Stanley cups. Yeah. That means something yep. you can do something with that. And it just, it, it's, it's why they beat Toronto. Um, it's, it's why they smothered Florida and it's how they were able to get back into this series with, with the Rangers. Um, and it's part of why I think a Tampa Colorado final would be so fun because the abs look like they get it. Yep. They look like they understand the moment and, and they're looking like one of those teams and for them to have to do it against the team, the team that is the envy of the hockey world when it comes to all of that. Um, I, I think it'd be such a fun final, but yeah, man, this, uh, the East, it's very different game. It's a lot slower than what we just watched. There is more, uh, well, I I think every series is slower than the (laughs) series we just watched. So (laughs) that's for sure. That series was wild, but yeah, nuts, but it, it is an interesting situation because I don't think any, pretty much any team not named Edmonton doesn't want to run and gun with Colorado. (laughs) Right. And we've seen Tampa in game three, they kind of dominated the the Rangers. They came out and and put up 50 shots, just smoked Mm -hmm. them. But in the other three games in this series, we've seen Tampa sit back a little bit, lean on Vasilevsky at times. And obviously the way the Rangers play, if Igor doesn't play well, they just lose. So, (laughs) <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so it's it's funny you bring that up, man, because we had that conversation going into the third period. You know, a few of us up in the press box going into the third period of game four. And we were saying it's going to be interesting to watch Edmonton try to defend this lead because they don't really have that element of their game. Yep. The shut it down, lock things down. All they can really do is open it up and try to score more. So you knew there was going to be opportunities for the abs to get back in the game. Cause all Edmonton was able to do is push the pace. And we know how that goes New York. They've got Adam Fox and they've got Jacob Truba. So they've got it a little bit more, but they're kind of in that same boat of, do they have that ability to like lock things down? when Tampa starts to push, if it were to be New York, Colorado, and we'll get into the kind of matchups a little bit here in a minute, but like, does New York have that ability to just kind of shut things down? And I think in these last two games, when Tampa, like you said, hasn't really sat back and leaned on, on Vasilevsky, New York has struggled and that's something to keep an eye on. You know, is Tampa seeing that and like, okay, cool. We, if we lean, they can't, they can't handle it. You know, some, I forget who was talking to me the other day about this. Maybe it was blaze who said, look, the abs can go out there and roll four lines against you. 
they don't care. They'll they'll play just their next lineup no matter what. Yep. And you look at a team like New York, and yes, they their top end Zabanajad's playing out of his mind. You're getting goals at will from Chris Kreider. You have Artemi Panarin. They're getting great contributions from even like Andrew Kopp on their second line. Yeah, huge. But then you get down to their bottom six, and you have the kid line who's producing decently. But do you trust them in the defensive zone? Not really. And you could even further down than that, you know, when you're icing dudes like Ryan Reeves, it's how much actual quality hockey are you getting out of that guy? Right, right. Um, Remind me at the end of the show, let's circle back to Andrew Kopp. You know, and, and, and it's funny, man, because Bednar brought that up. I want to say it was a game against the Penguins okay. earlier this season. Did the Avs have a game where they beat the Penguins in overtime? Yeah, or pretty early on. Yes, yep. So uh, it was in that game. Both teams were rolling four lines late into the third. And someone asked Bednar after the game, hey, you were rolling all four lines there with two minutes left in a tie game. What was the you know, what, what, what was the thought process? And he said, that's a team that rolls all four lines. If you are, if you're going to play a team that rolls all four lines and you're not going to roll all four lines, you're going to lose. You're going to have, you're going to have problems. And I think we've now seen three teams run into that against the abs. If you are shortening your bench to nine forwards, seven forwards, in, in a third period in a tight game and the abs feel comfortable rolling yeah, all four, you are in trouble, man. Cause you're going to get down near the end of that, that period and your matchups are going to be a little off. Your, your legs are going to be a little bit heavier. And it's another huge reason going back to what you mentioned about Abe Kubel, Burakovsky getting healed up. How big has it been? I know fans wanted to see Alex Newhook get in games earlier. And I know fans wanted to see him in a little bit more consistently, but how huge has it been for the abs to plug in have that and Alex Newhook, in. Yeah. who's got who's got fresh legs and he can just jump in and make an impact and make plays and he's got half the mileage on it on, on his body that the rest of the teams that, that the rest of the players on, on all these other teams have. It's that that depth, that ability to roll all four lines, all three D pairings and feel comfortable. Um it's it's been huge for the abs and it's a really kind of underrated part of why they're here and you make a great point can new york do that yeah a correction really quick it was not an overtime game for pittsburgh the abs did score in the last five minutes of the third to win that that's game. right that's but. right yes yes but but either way it was close late and i actually think the question came from they were defend now that you mentioned that, i think it was because they were defending the lead Gave um, one up and got it back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That that they were saying, well, why were you rolling all four? And he was like, if if your opponent is rolling four, you have to roll four. And if you don't, you're in trouble. It, it, yeah. It, and like, I get there are situations where you're down by two, you're down by three. Obviously, you're going to play your big scoring guns. But if you're in a one goal hockey game and you don't trust the line to go out there and play quality hockey for you, why are they on the team? Right. And, and, and actually that's another thing we, I was talking with someone about the Rangers um, and you mentioned his name, Ryan Reeves plays nightly every night. He has 18 playoff games this year nightly for the Rangers. 
And and if anybody wasn't fully aware, his closest comparable is Curtis McDermott. Like that is the level of player that Ryan Reeves is. Um, he has zero points in the playoffs. He has the same amount of points as Curtis McDermott in 18 more games played. Yep. And that's no slight on Curtis McDermott. Um, but look, like, I mean, you, you, you feel for McDermott a little bit because they added Jason Magna to the practice rotation. And so it's like, that's probably another guy that would get in a game before, <laughs> before probably. Curtis McDermott dude skates his ass off. He he's improved so much and all that stuff. But if Ryan Reeves was on this abs team, he would probably be slotted in after Curtis and, McDermott is my point. And the, the time on ice for Reeves in this Tampa series is perfect example. Games one and two, he plays 10, 20. A little bit. It's on a low side, but you know, you, that's a fourth line. You can do that. Yeah. Game five, he plays seven minutes. Game six, eight fifty. So when it comes down to it, that dude's sitting on the bench for 53 minutes of the hockey game. Right. And, and if, if that guy's line ices, if, if it's the Rangers that were to come out, that guy's line ices a puck and gets caught out there against the McKinnon line. Big do you not think Gerard Gallant's just asking for someone's skate so he can like, you know, cut <laughs> his own throat. Like, yeah, that's the same thing. For reference, Darren Helm against Edmonton played 12 minutes, 11 minutes, 12 minutes, and 13 minutes. Dude, and he was phenomenal. Yeah. He was <clears> – I'd have to go back. I, and Actually, I'm going to do it right now. Dude, Darren Helm wins the faceoff and then wins nope. a board battle to get the puck nope. out high to Kale McCarr. And the, the ads are going to the cup finals because of that. <laughs> and, 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 dude, I mean, just like how good has that fourth line been – uh, you know, Logan O'Connor, again, you know, out, out there on the ice uh, f- for for the the goal. Uh, so it, I was I was thinking that they had a, a clinching play against Nashville, but what it was was they were on the ice for the OT winner in game two. So now you've got in the vein of this whole conversation for the avalanche, the Darren Helm fourth line was on the ice for an overtime winner in the round in round one scored the series clinching goal with five seconds left in round two, and then played a huge role in the series clinching overtime winner in the Western conference final. That's your fourth line. Ryan Reeves is playing seven minutes. Like it's, it's just the, the abs depth is I I just, even, even the bolts, even the bolts. I just don't know if, if they can match the depth right now. It's, it's, it's amazing. You, they've got to keep playing like it, obviously, but they played a huge role in, in getting them here. Well, and, and we've talked about the Av side of injuries. Obviously, Tampa Bay is without Braden Point. Doesn't yep. look like he's going to be able to return. I know he tried skating, but... They're not ruling him out. Yeah. Um, but it's like... Doesn't look great for sure. And no, on New York side, I know Ryan Strom is dealing with some stuff, but they are they're fairly healthy considering. Mm-hmm. So that is a plus in New York side of things. You wouldn't um, believe it based on the way Igor Shosturkin reacted to <laughs> getting a stick in the face. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, uh, goalies, man. Yeah. Uh, really quick, we are brought to you by Sexy Pizza. 
Uh, you can go over there, use code DNVRAVS to get 15% off. Jesse hasn't got to experience it, but we got sexy pizza on the yeah. pregame shows while he was out there doing the hard work at the arenas. So. I was going to say, I just, I, I pull, I always pull up the pregame shows, you know, during warmups and stuff at the arena. And yep. seeing all this pizza, I'm like, ah, oh, the hell. <laughs> So there you go. Jump over there. Use the DNVR apps code to get 15% off your order. You can go to sexy.pizza. That's www.sexy.pizza and use the DNVR apps code to order online. Get in it. Get on it quick. The deal ends June 12th. So make sure you get it before it runs out. Uh, Third period, I guess, of the DNVR Avs podcast. We're just we're for free balling it today a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Third period, overtime, pregame. Wherever we're at. So the East is tied 2-2. New York has home ice advantage. Yep. Who do you think comes out, Jesse? I think it's Tampa. I do too. I, I, do I, too. I, I, I think it's Tampa. I, I just going back to what you and I were just saying a minute ago, um, it looked like it took him a couple games to get settled in. Uh, but I, I think, I think they're dialed in. Um, I think they've got the experience and, uh, New York's New York's a really fun, exciting team. That's a team that I would say is very up and coming. I would um, agree with that. Yeah. But I, I think they've got some more lessons to learn. And, and I think I think Tampa teaches them some lessons that they will translate into win wins later. Um, you know, and, and this it made me one of those things where New York knocks Tampa out next year in, in route to the cup finals. Um, but that comment that just came through, the Rangers looked lost. They looked rattled last night. And that is just even in the first two losses, you didn't see that from Tampa. That's the Rangers have zero goals at five on five in the last two games. Zero. Yikes. That, Yikes. I did not realize that. Their play is weirdly reminiscent of the Avs in the second round last year, where they get that 2 0 lead, kind of get away with one, and then it just, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's been yeah. gone in games three and four. Yeah, and and again, Tampa, a team like Tampa gets the benefit of the doubt. To me, it's it's the Rangers now lost two on the road. And yeah, they don't have to win on the road in this series, but do you really think you're gonna keep Tampa from stealing one in MSG? In building, yeah. Right. And and now there's just gotta be a little bit of doubt creeping in. And for a team that's as young and inexperienced as the Rangers are, a team like Tampa could exploit that. Now, again, they, the, the Rangers have the firepower. They they could do it. You've got Shesterkin. They, they could do it, absolutely. But after these last two games, I think Tampa's just starting to feel it a bit. Yeah. I, again, I I think defensive depth is just so, so important in the playoffs. Mm. And and you look at a team like the Rangers, and they the look don't want to take away from them. Obviously, the top end of their defense is fine. Nemeth is in the box for them, so you know they're they're decent. But then you go look at Tampa's top four, and you're like Hedman, Sergachev, Chernak, McDonough. Right. Bam, bam, bam. There's no hole there. There's no one where you're going right. like, all right, we can take advantage of that. 
So there's no one that you feel like is a, Ooh, if they get caught out there, that's a real mismatch. Yeah. No, those guys can hold their own. Again, you know, we've talked about it. Tampa's dirty, dirty little secret for the last few years is Victor Hedman is a number two defenseman for them. Yep. He gets you know, some and sheltered minutes. He gets some sheltered minutes. And and I, I mean, I, I don't think that takes away. I think Victor Hedman is the only other defenseman in Kale McCarr's Stratosphere. category. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but you know, that that more of just kind of speaks to that dude doesn't even take their toughest matchups. They have someone else that does that. That's how good their decor is. Yep. And and again, it's not to take away from Rangers decor. I do think they're good, but they have some young kids down that decor with, with Braden Schneider and Keandre Miller that you're in you're 18 games into the playoffs now and you're going against the best of the best in the world. Yeah. I I think they're learning a little something here. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I think you're spot on. So I I think it's Tampa. I think it probably goes seven, but I do think it's Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, look, and this is part of what made the Colorado Edmonton series, you know, so spectacular and, and unique is even everything, everything we just said about the lightning, I would be surprised if they rattle off four straight against this Rangers team. Yeah, me too. And and I've said this every time we've made predictions, these playoffs, it's the playoffs. There's a reason they play the games. Igor could pitch a shutout tomorrow right. night and it's like, well, shit, I guess the <laughs> right. look really good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Their, their offense could find it. Uh, Zibanejad could score. Panarin could score. Cop could score. And yeah, Shesterkin pitches a shutout and it's like, Tampa's done. And then Vasilevsky does the same thing the next night. Right. And we're right back to this exact conversation. Yep. Um, but if, if, you know, just, just how I feel after last night, I, I, I think it's Tampa. I, I do too. If, if I, if I had to put money on it, I would go draft Kings and put my money on Tampa. Yep. Um, hey, speaking of which you know, <laughs> it, it hit me, it hit me in the, uh, in the press box. I was like, that futures bet just paid. Yep. I was watching the abs take the, the team photo with the Clarence Campbell bowl. And it hit me. I was like, Hey, that futures bet that I accidentally made that I thought was on them getting like first seed in the West, but was actually them coming out of the West. Still pays. It hit, it hit, <laughs> had to wait a little bit longer. Easy uh, life. Yeah. Though. Yeah. No kidding. So that was uh that was a fun little reel. In the, in the middle of all the great feels to have that like jump into my mind. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> To make this moment even better. I'm also making money right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank Le- thanks, Lucky. Um, you wanted to talk about Andrew Cop? Yep. So this is just kind of a I I, uh, I talked to some pretty plugged in people this weekend by accident. I didn't know I was going to be uh, talking to some of these folks, but I was able to talk to a few different people this weekend, and it sounds like this is off season stuff. Um. Keep an eye on Andrew Kopp. Keep an eye on Claude Giroux, short term. Yep. Claude Giroux, I believe. Yep. Uh, so those are those were a couple names that I were told I was told uh, are are really that are in the abs crosshairs short term stuff. Um, you know, to kind of maybe bridge between Newhook fully being ready for that two C role. Sure. Um, 
Andrew Cop, Claude Giroux. Uh, I've, I have heard that the Avs are stick, be... sticking close by. I do wonder how hard it is going to be to get Claude Giroux to come off the East Coast, but yeah, um, I, I I think, man, I think he's uh, look hindsight's twenty twenty. I know he likes it in Florida and stuff, but like, I, I think he's probably having you know watching the Avs get there knowing that they made a hard push for him and he turned it down. Like I'm sure that's gotta be tough. And uh, look, I, I just think if, if he's looking for a, where can I go try to win? And if the abs are willing to say, Hey, come, come play on the second line. Yeah. 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 Come, come play. Maybe not at center, but in Nazem Kadri's spot on that second line one year, you know, kind of pick your dollar amount because it doesn't really matter next year. You know, you've still got some flexibility. Um, I-, I could see him being interested in it. But the other guy I was told is that if he doesn't want to, um, like you said, come West, um, that Andrew Kopp is another guy that, that they've, uh, they, they wanted pre-deadline and have been really impressed with in the playoffs. Obviously they got Archery Lekkonen instead and, and they're, thrilled with that obviously but um, it's worked out (laughs) worked out uh probably probably the deadline pickup of the year so far um but uh like i said keep keep an eye on those two guys uh once hopefully we have uh well i guess we're into the finals so once this is done and we start getting into the uh off season those are just a couple names i was told to uh to to keep a pulse on it is it's gonna be it's going to be quick. Like this is our first year covering a team that's gone all the way to the finals and the finals. If they start on the 18th, the earliest they could end would be the 25th, 24th, I guess mm-hmm. if it was a true sweep. Yeah. And then the draft is July 7th. The free agency day is July 13th. It's, it's yeah, going to yeah. be bam, 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 bam. Especially. Right. Yeah, if the series goes long and it finishes like end of June, it's like okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Dead sprint. Yeah. Dead sprint. Yeah. So, so it, it, it's actually funny you say that, man, because that was part of the reason why I just wanted to mention it because I was like, if the ads weren't still in it, this is the stuff that it would be totally appropriate to start talking about now because you're talking weeks. We're now weeks away from some of that stuff happening. Yeah. Um. And, and so, just wanted to float that out there. And yeah, man, it's, it's, it's funny. I was, uh, sitting in Roger's place and I was just kind of looking around and, and, you know, I was having that thought. I was like, this is really weird for how many, for more years than I can remember. Um, you know, this time of year, we're watching someone else. We're watching everyone else play and, and the fans in the building and thinking like, wow, that's crazy. We, you know, I haven't been to ball or, you know, Pepsi center in, two months and all these fans are still going, you know, every other night for, for games. And now we're part of that. Normally this time of year, I'm on Svenskaki.tv trying to find some footage <laughs> of some random third round kid. Like, well, you know, right. Not, right. not and, this year. <laughs> and uh, I was, I was talking to uh, just, just again, someone, someone out there at the airport and they were like, so man, what do you guys do? He's like, so you guys in the off season gets way easier. Cause you're all abs. I was like, well, in terms of like what it is that we have to do every day, I guess technically. Yeah. I was like, but do you understand how much harder the content gets? 
you get to late August and you're like, oh, okay, what the hell are we talking about? Yeah. And, and so like, that's another thing that I'm super appreciative for here. As like you said, this, this cup final may take us like into July and it's like, all right, yeah. that's just less and less content. One less month of up. stuff we have to make yeah. up on the spot. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Right. So some of the, the, the stuff that we're usually like using up the first week of August, we can hopefully stretch to like the beginning of September. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do have one super chat here from Sergeant Price. Uh, he says this is certainly premature given uh, that we haven't even played the finals, but we guys consider the Avs favorites for a cup next season. Um, it's going to depend on the off season. It, it's too early to do that. Obviously the abs are going to have some decisions to make between Berkey, uh, nuke Kadri's probably gone. Just being realistic there. There's a good chance Berkey is too, I think, but I, I've been told that nuke is the priority priority makes- priority. Yep. Yep. And then you have, you have the Kemper situation too, or whatever they decide to do in goal. Um, if, if you had to today, Right now, today, would you re-sign Darcy Kemper? Yeah, I would. Me too. Me too. You know, assuming it's not egregious money in term, but... Right, 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 right. But the, the player itself, I think he's... Yeah, I, I, I'm I, with it. I Especially looking at the goalie market this year. It's not great. So... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I've got, man. Cool. Thank you for the super chat much appreciated um yeah i guess if that's it there's some there's some love from the pod mom ah. for you everyone wish her a definitely still her birthday it is definitely not my birthday anymore no we're done it's not what i heard that's not what i was told <laughs> in any case we're gonna get out of here we appreciate all of y'all so very much we will be back tomorrow. Not sure if it'll be tomorrow or Friday, but one of the days we'll be looking at the Avs goaltender situation heading into the finals. So I know a lot of you want to hear about that. Be sure to tune into that one. Until then, we will talk to you later. <laughs>